I'm Jack Hampton, and this is the Hampton Hoops Podcast. What up, what up, Coop? How are you doing, my friend? Surviving and thriving. Broke me, dude. (laughs) Let the fun begin. Let's get it. On today's pod, we discuss the Warriors-Grizzlies game one, or the Jordan pool party continued. Traymond, unfortunately, was not invited to the party as he got thrown out in the second quarter. On the other side of things, Ja and Jaron had a record-breaking game despite the loss, and we also touch on the defending world champs getting a win over the weekend. We discuss all of that and much more, so let's jump into it. What up, what up, Coop? How are you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, surviving and thriving. Love to hear it, love to hear it. Cooper, I'm going to be straightforward with you. I'm going to be straightforward with our listeners. I'm depressed right now. I'm real down bad. I'm down tremendous. However you want to describe it, I am that. I'm going to give you a list of a variety of things that our Memphis Grizzlies did on this Sunday afternoon thriller against the Golden State Warriors. John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. combined for 67 points. John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. are the second duo, age 22 or younger, in NBA playoff history with 30 points in the same game. The other duo to do this is Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Ja is one rebound away from a 34-point triple-double. Jaron had six threes in this game. Ja had four threes in this game. Brandon Clark gave you 12-9 and off the bench and was a plus five. D'Anthony Melton had the playoff game of his life and really the best one of his career in the playoffs with 14 points and a plus 14 off the bench. We shot way above our average from three at 40%. We actually made 75% of our free throws, which never seems to happen anymore. So let's move to the Warriors. Since we played so great, they had to play so great, right? Well, Draymond Green, a three-time All-Star, gets ejected in the first half. Steph Curry was 8 of 20 and only scored 24 points. The other splash brother, Clay Thompson... Went 6 of 19 for only 15 points. Steph Curry ended the game with 5 fouls and was in foul trouble the entire game. The Golden State Warriors had more turnovers than this young Memphis team. The Warriors shot way below their average at 37% from 3. So the Grizzlies outshot the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to say that again. The Memphis Grizzlies, one of the worst shooting teams all year outshot the Golden State Warriors with the two best shooters of all time, and the Grizzlies lost. You might be asking yourself, as I was sitting in my depression for eight hours before I went to sleep yesterday, because I love 230 tip-offs, by the way. I love it. Not being able to go to sleep right after the game. I have to sit in filth for the next eight hours of my day. How in the hell did the Warriors win this game? Well, I I can really, really easily tell you how. I'm going to give you two names. The first one being Dylan Brooks. He took some of the dumbest shots I have ever seen in the history of basketball. Ever. Now, he played fantastic defense, as you're going to touch on, Cooper. But Jordan Poole looks like the second coming of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant all in one. Jordan Poole off the bench had 31-9-8. And And outside of Jordan Poole and his pool party, the Grizzlies had the game fall in their lap 
and they couldn't even wake up to notice it. Let's say Ja makes that game winner. You know, he makes that left-handed game winner that we've seen him make a hundred times. You think I'm still sitting here, you know, bitching about this game? Yes, you're damn right. I'm sitting here bitching about this game because we should have won by more than one point. Thanks. I went in to this podcast. I was like, you know what? The statistics are probably going to tell that, you know, we probably should have won, but I'll have to nitpick and find it. No. I mean, it's it's hard to find how, like, good, like, what good did Golden State do to win this game? And it's just, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say when it comes to this game. Um, Cooper, what are your thoughts on one of Memphis's best games of the year not ending in their favor? Literally, I'm sitting there in this game, and obviously we came out and did exactly what you and I talked about on Saturday. They came out and played with fire and didn't do what they did against the Timberwolves and got down early because you're not you're not getting down early and coming back and beating this team. And so they they played out they played hot. Mm-hmm. They were John Morant wouldn't just talk. He said we're not I don't want to play from behind anymore. So they came out and they were guns a blazing running, doing everything they were doing. I mean, I was excited and then I knew going into half it was a close game. They were uh, or no, we were up by like five. So we were up, but I knew they're their third quarter team. So like the third quarter didn't shock me when they beat us by like seven in the third quarter. But I was like, we're only down one. We can do this. This game is in our grasp. And then the fourth quarter happened. So I, I got a few points. First point, this is a man we have not talked about in a conversation that I believe he should be talked about. The coach of the year this year has been generally Monty Williams or Taylor Jenkins. I don't remember who the third guy was, but it's, it's generally been those two. Everybody's thinking it's going to be Monty Williams or Taylor Jenkins. Exactly. A man that I think, honestly, should be in there every single year is the man playing against Taylor Jenkins right now, and that's Steve Kerr. Um, Steve Kerr outcoached Taylor Jenkins a million to one in this game, and I love Taylor. You know I love Taylor. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr lost his literal anchor of this basketball team in the second quarter, and he still wins this game. He's playing guys, and also, shout out Gary Payton. I'm going to hit on him in a second. But, I mean, you're having to play Kevon Looney, who you did not want to play very much. You're playing Jonathan Kaminga, who you also probably did not want to play very much in this game against us. But he still does, and he still manufactures a win when Steph Curry, Clay Thompson are both in foul trouble. Draymond's out of the game, and Wiggins is Wiggins. Like, I mean, and I mean, he manufactured a win. The play that I believe it comes down to, for, first off, Grizzly shouldn't have even had the final shot. Let's let's keep it up. It definitely went on on Dylan Brooks. Yeah. If you're Taylor Jenkins, you have to tell them to be aggressive on the defensive boards. This game showed our youth more than any game in that Timberwolf series, in my opinion. You saw a lot of it in the Timberwolves series, but it was more or less it got covered up by the Timberwolves looking even younger. So we exactly. got we got bailed out in a lot in that series by their stupidity <laughs> more than our stupidity because we were stupid in that series too. Mm-hmm. What's I know I'm bouncing around here, but what's what's irritating is one of the older guys on our team was the reason we looked so young, Dylan Brooks, and you hit on it was the dumbest human I've ever seen on offense. We would, I remember, like, vividly, 
we cut it to six on a huge jaw three, which honestly, jaw shot 36% from three, which if he shoots 36% from three this series, I might cry. Um, because we're probably still going to lose the series, even if he shoots 36%. But like, yeah. if he shoots it, it might be a sign for better things to come. But like, he hits a huge three, cuts it to six. We get a stop, which we hadn't gotten all quarter. And you're like, there we go. That's what we needed. I think it was D-Mount that brought the ball down the court and he throws it right to Des- Dylan Brooks with 22 seconds left on the shot clock. Rain him up three, brick. And I'm sitting there. I, I, Leah and I, what's crazy is I, Leah literally, as soon as he catches the ball, we both say, don't shoot. And he shoots. <laughs> like literally when, when both of us are sitting there like, please don't shoot. It's sad. And like, I, I'm going to hate on him right now about talking about the shots and just honestly, Yes, two of the, th- the two threes that he did hit were actually really crucial threes. They kept us, but like, you gotta know when you're not shooting well. Like, look, Desmond Bain wasn't shooting very well, and you didn't see him chucking up crap at the end of the game. After he had that one nasty step back on Steph Curry where he put him in a blender, he didn't make another three. And he didn't shoot very much after that. Because I remember literally texting somebody being like, bro, has Desmond Bain made a shot today? Because, like, you hadn't heard his name. But it's because he wasn't chucking up stupid crap. Granted, he did end with 10 shots. But, like, I think most of that came in the first half. It's Dylan, you're literally supposed to be one of the veterans on this team. You have to know when you're not having a good night. You have to know to pass the ball. You also have to know that you're not shooting the ball with 30, 20 seconds left on the shot clock. You're doing exactly what Carl Anthony Town did. Carl Anthony Towns did in the last series that lost them the game twice. Like, you've got to be smarter. Now, that's the hate I'm going to throw to Dylan. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I was sitting there thinking about who to trade him for the entire game. But I'm going to be nice to him right now. This is uh, a children's program, so I wish I could say what Trey was texting me throughout the game as well. Because, I mean, his <laughs> his feelings for Dylan Brooks are... Um, uh, we're child's play compared to him. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, no facts. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it tame. Uh, yeah. I was saying I was saying worse things than that to, towards that TV yesterday, but I mean, you know <laughs> that. But uh, let me find the stat. Here we go. So Dylan Brooks, when he was guarding Steph Curry, Steph Curry was 0 for 7. Dylan Brooks had the second highest plus minus on our team. That's why I'm sitting here saying, I love you, Dylan. Just do not shoot. Literally. I want Dylan Brooks to act like Matisse Thibel. I want you to play this game, play the play your butt off on the defensive side, fill up the stat sheet everywhere but with the points. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it 100. I don't want you shooting anymore. You have not shot well this entire playoffs. Yes, he had a few 20-point games in that last series, but he t- it took 27 shots to get there. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. Shout out. Shout out to Mamba. I do love you. R- I don't want to be making. He, in this playoffs, he has averaged, like in the seven games we played this series, he's averaging 15 points, 36% from the field. Wait, no. Yeah, 35% from the field, 30% from three. That's not bad numbers. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. That's not bad numbers. But if you keep shooting like this, I'm gonna be calling for your butt to be benched. That's all I gotta say. Now I'm gonna be nicer to my Grizz. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit on some nicer things. Thank the Lord 
that I finally had one prediction come true. D'Anthony Melton played like <laughs> D'Anthony Melton. Um, I was so happy to see Melt. Melt looked like himself. He looked comfortable. I mean, 25 minutes, five of eight from the field, three of six from three, seven rebounds, three steals, a block and an assist, and 14 points. And the highest plus minus on our team. Mm-hmm. Keep keep playing Melt. I, I I mentioned on it and I hit on it for a little bit. Melt's defense is going to be crucial in this series against all the guards that they play. Um, I definitely don't think we see another bad Desmond game, Desmond Bain game like this. Um, he just did not look in rhythm, and I also think he had a lingering injury afterwards, just because you saw him hobbling around a little bit. But I won't say too much on that. Um, but I will say this: Is it time to move Xavier Tillman out of the starting lineup? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yes. I love yes. X. I love X. But this is my next thought. X played 13 minutes. Yeah, give those 13 minutes to Kyle or Brandon. Divvy them up. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but X played 13 minutes and was a minus 10 in 13 minutes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Divvy those minutes yeah. up. Get him out of here. I love Jiddy. And you and I talked about it before this pod, or even during the game. Jiddy was playing his butt off. I don't know yeah. how he was a plus minus or minus 10. <laughs> I have uh, no idea. But I love, I love Jiddy. I love Xavier. Uh, get them both out of the rotation. This needs to be a, a seven, eight man rotation. Um, it needs to be Ja, Desmond, Jaron, Dylan, uh, Kyle Anderson in the starting lineup, Brandon D. Melt, and I lo- <sighs> Antias. I'm gonna say Antias, but Tyus did not play very well this game. Um, he every time he came in the game, I feel like Gary Payton was on him, and Gary Payton made him look like an average backup guard. Um, and that's not something we say very often about Tyus and I love Tyus, but, and he, and I'm not going to lie to you, Tyus has been about the only one that like, when we need a big time three, I feel like Tyus is always the one that makes it, but mm-hmm. Tyus is just, they, they got him out of rhythm and something he just looked missed. Like he, it, he ended the game with zero turnovers, but most of those turnovers that we were like had, I feel like were caused because of something Tyus did. So like, obviously he ended with zero, but he definitely made a few bad decisions. Um, but ultimately I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about this man. He deserves some love. He got a lot of hate, a lot of it, Jack, a lot, Mm -hmm. but my man Tripp showed up and showed out as much as it was a pool party. It was a trip party Mm because Tripp was out there feeling himself for three quarters because then the Grizzlies didn't give him the ball in the fourth, which is one of my main reasons I'm upset about it. Uh, Taylor Jenkins, but I'm gonna talk on the good right now. We'll get back to the bad in a second because there's a lot of good and bad in this game. I'm trying to find the happiness in this game, but Jaron played 30, 31 minutes, which I, I could cry just saying that out loud. 31 minutes, 10 of 18 from the field, six of nine from three, 10 rebounds, which also 10 rebounds praise. Uh, we we never get 10 rebound games from Trip, let alone back to back 10 rebound games. Hell no. Uh, not any blocks, but then again, when they're shooting threes, like it's gonna be harder for you to catch blocks like that. But I, the one block he did have was on Andrew Wiggins after he crossed up Ja, and then Jaron just said, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go straight up in the air with my seven foot and swat this." Uh, and then he went down on the other end and drained a three, if I remember that correctly. But and 33 points and only three fouls. He didn't even have the most fouls on our team in this game. Shout out Dylan for that too. Um, 
Jaren has to play like this the rest of the series. I'm sorry, Taylor Jenkins, if your game plan in the next game is not feed the ball to Jaren and let him shoot 50 times, I'm going to be mad because Jaren is a mismatch on every single human on that team. Every single human. I don't care who's on him, but he better get the ball every possession. He better at least touch it and make something happen. Because there were so many times when he would have Steph or Clay or Jordan Poole or Gary Payton on his butt, and they wouldn't even throw him the ball. They wouldn't even look at him. Granted, some of those shots were Dylan shots, and I've already hit on him, but like, he has to touch the ball. He has 28 points going into the fourth quarter, and he ends with 33. That is a problem. And it wasn't because the Warriors did anything different. It's because y'all didn't throw him the dang ball. Get him the ball. That is that is what I'm going to end with this with. Get him the dang ball. I'm okay with the final call of getting Ja the shot. I didn't like it after. I would have. If I'm Taylor, you had that other timeout in your pocket. When I saw Gary Payton run up to him, I would have called it um, and drew up something a little bit different. I think he had an extra timeout. I could be really wrong with that and just be talking about what. But I would not have gone with that play call in my personal opinion. Um, or if I did stick with that play call, seeing as Giles getting double teamed, that means somebody's wide open. So I'd have that somebody wide open coming off, coming down the lane, and Giles throw it behind his head and give him an easy dunk to win the game. I, I thought the play call was uh, it was rushed. Giles was literally double teamed, had a Clay Thompson elbow in his rib cage. Um, that's a tough shot, and I honestly, it should have been four point two seconds. We're not gonna argue that, but. Because, I mean, I hit, on, I hit on officiating too much in the first game, so I'm not going to say. They, they had, honestly, we shouldn't even got the final shot, if we're being honest. The, say, the officials yeah, missed that call, that so that's why. I was about to say that, I was, but I was like, I hit on the officiating too much, so I won't <laughs> hit on them for that. But you, you did give me a shot to win. We didn't deserve the shot to win, but they gave it to us because Gary Payton literally was a menace on the freaking offensive glass. Um, <laughs> he had four offensive rebounds, and he's 6'4". Um, ridiculous it's just hustle jack that's what irritates me the most about this game they have the smallest team in the nba playing against a bigger team like i mean we're a bigger team than them and they have 16 offensive rebounds Mm -hmm. granted we had 16 we should have 16 you're bigger than them but they had i think double the second chance points as we did i don't know the exact set i saw it in the middle of the game but that's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Um, and I'm going to bring glue to the next game, and I'm going to glue all our guys' shoes. I'm going to give them the Zach Randolph effect because I don't want to see nobody jumping for crappy pump fakes 40 feet from the basket again. Yeah, uh, nice. That irritated the snot out of me. We got we got put in our place because we looked young. Um, that's what this game proved to me. Um, I'm not going to say Grizz and, or <laughs> Warriors and four. Um but it, it sure can be if the Grizzlies don't come out next game and play smart. Um, and just be productive. Like, yeah, obviously, you're not going to make every shot down the court, but you've got to play smarter. Because, um, I mean, you said the stats. If you if you said all these stats in this game and you, and you saw 67 combined points between Jaren and Jaw and Jaren doesn't foul out, you're probably like, holy crap, the Grizzlies might have beat them by 20. And no Draymond, mm-hmm. but it's not the case. We've got to play smarter. Taylor Jenkins, trim this rotation down. I love X. I love X, but you gotta get him out of there. Um, they don't have a center, so don't play a center. Just let Jaron be the center. <laughs> like, 
you don't need it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's we got to play better and give Jaren the ball every single time down the court, and then then let Ja have the other times. But that's it. <laughs> mm. Well, that's that's why you and I are a perfect fit. I I give the depression, you give the happiness to this podcast. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for that for sure. Cheered me up a little bit, but uh, just to piggyback off of what you're saying. That Dylan Brooks offensively, defensively, he, he did a great job on Steph. I mean, holding him to 0 of 7 whenever you're on him is just an incredible task to do to the greatest shooter of all time. But offensively, it's kind of like a Tony Allen effect. Like Tony, I mean, obviously he would not put this many FGAs up. <laughs> but at the same time, he would do – I mean, he'd make an incredible defensive play and then do uh, uh, have a dumbass pass into the fourth row of the stands. But True. Dylan, if he wouldn't have shot the ball 13 times and shot eight threes, then John Jaron probably could have combined for 100. Seriously. Because if those shots go to Ja and Jaron, <laughs> they were on fire. And yeah. who knows how much they could have ended up with. And another thing is I loved the game plan for us, the defensive game plan. It was let Wiggs and let Poole beat us. And Pool did beat us, but I can live with that. I can't I'll, live. I'll live with that too. Yeah, with Steph going for forty and Clay having thirty-five or something. That I can't live with. But yeah. I don't. I don't think Steph's going to have twenty-four again. I don't think Clay's going to have fifteen again. I think it's all going to be up from there. That's what concerns me. And also, the fourth thing, Ja, he was shooting well from three. He hit four threes, but I feel like. Kenny Beecham said this today. I feel like he fell in love with the three too much. Shooting Yo. 11 times, you don't, John Morant doesn't need to be shooting 11 threes, uh-uh. no matter how hot you are. I would have much uh-uh. rather see a four for eight instead of four for 11. Yo. And the last thing is Draymond leaving that game actually could have helped them. That's the kind of devil's advocate I've been trying to talk myself into whenever I'm like, God, Dre got kicked out and we still lost. But Draymond was not playing well in the first half. He had five turnovers in the first half, and he was a, he was a running track with us, which we love. We love yeah. running up and down the court. And once he left, it turned more into half-court basketball, which we suffer in. That's why we struggled with the Timberwolves. And I, I think it may have been best for them that they go out. And Steve Kerr knows this. He knows, hey, we can, you know, run up and down the court. We like popping the ball around just like the Grizzlies do, but we can win both ways. And this young Grizzlies team, they don't know how to win in the half court yet. But nope. And them winning three championships, they know how to win every way possible. And they show that on Sunday. Yep. Couldn't agree more. But... Anyways, I think that's all I got on it. With the Xavier Tillman thing, I, I agree. He, he needs to – yeah, it's it's time. I get we don't have SA, but just just move Kyle into that starting lineup and have put, put Tripp at the five. I know the foul trouble thing could be very serious because he they're, they're just trying to take fouls away from Jaron, I think is what it is at this point. Because, I yeah, mean, you can't look at – You can't look at X offensively and be like, oh – I mean, that's why we're running him out there. But that that lineup is getting absolutely killed. Um, Chris Vernon was saying today that I think 
that lineup's the worst out of any five-man lineup that we have in. We're it's like a minus thirty-seven in the playoffs. Is John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and Xavier Tillman? So it's I mean it's not even like we're getting beat by a little. We're getting absolutely hammered with yeah. that lineup. So it, it, it's time for a change for sure. Are you good with Kyle in that starting lineup? Yeah, I'm I'm 100 good. I'm, I'm the Kyle. same way. I like I like Brandon's energy off the bench. I don't want to change that yeah. up because we need some same. type of firepower off the bench, and hopefully D Melt yeah. can be that guy again. Uh, but Tyus, this is going to be it's going to be a long series for him. He's not going to be getting much PT. I don't think. I don't think so either, and I love him, but he's also in him and Steven will look at it from the same perspective. They're both veterans, and they both understand. And I think. I think Tyus would be the first one to be like, look, coach, I want to win. I want, I want, I, I think this team, as young as they are, their mentality is still this, whatever it takes to win. Um, Cause I mean, they all hate losing. It, it doesn't matter if it's by 30. It doesn't matter if it's by one, they hate losing. So like, I, I definitely think they'll take a veterans approach to this. Be, uh, be the guys that I know they are. And they're, they're team players, all, all 15 of them. So if, if, Taylor looked at Tyus and said, look, Tyus, you're going to get like four minutes next game. John's going to come out one minute every quarter, and you're going to take those four minutes. Tyus will be like, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And and that's how I know they'll approach it, and that's what makes me that's, – that's what I'm – that's the only hope I'm clinging on to, Jack, because I'm going to be honest with you. That first game took a lot of it out of me. Mm-hmm. Cause I was the idiot that said Grizzly Six. So, <laughs> hey, it's it's not over yet. But I I am um, I did text multiple people that it could be a sweep yesterday. <laughs> I was one of them. Yes, exactly. You sent me the broom emoji. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was just hammering that emoji yesterday. Sadly, of course. I mean, when you sit around and think about it, you can talk yourself into anything. But yeah, um, we're right back to where we were in this Minnesota series game two. We're already in a second game of the series that decides the entire series. If we don't win on Tuesday night, it is over. Because we're not going out to Chase Center and grabbing two there. We'll be lucky. We'll be lucky to split there. So we need yeah. we tomorrow we have to win. And the scary have thing to. is Steph Curry and Clay Thompson coming off two horrific games by their standards, they're gonna be wanting to um, get their FGAs up and get those numbers up as well. So that's what scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Ja played fantastic, but he's got to step his shit up defensively. I mean, it's just <laughs> one possession after another, and I I never rag on him for defense because of what he does on the offensive side and how he closes games for us. But just, I mean, some of it's just effort, man. Just like do not fall asleep. And it's not like, you know, we're putting him on Curry or Clay or Jordan Poole. It's he's on Andrew Wiggins or uh Gary Payton or Damian Lee or Otto Porter. I mean, it's just like simple stuff where they just run right behind him and do a backdoor cut and he they're standing at the basket waiting to lay the ball up and Jaws looking at the ball or chasing a steal or whatever. He's just gotta be better defensively. Yeah. Agreed. Anyways, is that all you got with that Warriors Grizz game? Yeah, that's about all I got too. We're gonna just briefly touch on this Milwaukee Boston game. The Milwaukee Bucks did beat the Boston Celtics one hundred one to eighty nine in Game One of those Eastern Conference semifinals. Um, 
Cooper, are you concerned about Boston now losing game one? No, not really. They shot really bad. Um, they shot pretty bad, and their rotations kind of got hammered. Um, so I think I, I don't. I'm not too too worried. I don't think Jalen Brown's going to have seven turnovers again. Almost have the same amount of turnovers as he does points. Um, he shot really bad. Marcus Smart shot really bad. Um, I mean. Even Jay Stam didn't even shoot that great. He shot. They shot better from three than they did the the field. Um, but I don't think they play this bad again. And I'm gonna be honest. I don't think uh, Drew Holiday is gonna have 25 <laughs> every game. He can. Like he's capable. But I don't. He's not shooting 40, 60, 100 for this this series. So um, I think I think I think it'll even back to the mean. Um, Giannis with the nice triple double though and a plus 23. Javon Carter, shout out my boy, plus 25. He's been a dog lately. I love Javon Carter. I'm so happy to see him succeeding. Honestly, if if the Bucks somehow do win this series and they win the championship, at least my boy Javon's got a ring. I love Javon. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, you can tell the people I cried when they when the Grizz traded Javon Carter away. Um, granted, we traded him away for uh. Who did we trade him away for? Um, Josh Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, we traded away my boy for the sixth overall pick a year before, so I, I, I was really upset. Um, I, I cried because I was, I was literally watching the highlights of this dude for like three weeks straight before the draft, and then we drafted him in the second round. Oh. I was so happy. I'd, I was literally just about to say the same thing. I remember – I saw you the day after we drafted him. How happy you were! We were sitting yeah. there watching highlights of him after we drafted him. Yeah, you're so yeah. Happy. I, I love Javon, so that's that's my plug for Javon Carter. I love him. Shout out Javon. <laughs> he, I mean, he did a he was he was locking Derek White's ass up yesterday. And this this Grayson Allen thing is really starting to annoy me. Like, bro, stop. Yeah, stop. Because yeah. we're having to sit here and watch. Dylan Brooks go two of eight from three, and then he keeps doing what he's doing. Just like, please, like, just I, yeah, I we, know, like, you don't care about these kids from Memphis, but just please stop, like, going off, please. Facts. I mean, didn't we trade him for Sam Merrill in a second round pick? God, dude, what a trade! <laughs> Shout out the Bucks for finesse and the Grizzlies hard. I know, dude, and it's like that is pure finesse. Facts, and I. <laughs> I cannot even be mad at our front office because the way they've drafted with Dez, with X, with Brandon Clark. But, I mean, this Jay Crowder trade for for, um, uh, Justice Winslow and then this Grayson (laughs) Allen trade for Sam Merrill, it's like... In two seconds, yeah. Yeah, it's like, my God, bro. Why? Have you heard anything about Steven Adams? Dude, I haven't. I heard that he's uh, still dealing with, uh, or he's not out of the protocol yet. I don't really know what that means, but like, I don't know what that is. I'm super. I mean, I didn't think he'd play very much this series because, like I said, they don't have a center. But like, I'm kind of weirded out now that he's getting like cryptic. He's in protocols. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had somebody in protocol. Oh, I mean, I guess PG was in protocols not too long ago, but like, uh, yeah, I don't. Honestly, I feel like we could like even just 
Kevon Looney played 19 minutes. I feel like we can match those minutes with that because they had 16 offensive rebounds. I guarantee that shit doesn't happen if SA's in the game. I promise you it doesn't. And our You're offensive rebound, wrong. yeah, our offensive rebound totals would go up too. You know what I'm saying? It's like we wouldn't need him like play huge minutes, like 30 or 40, but you know, 20. I could see, I could see that, and it'd help on the rebounding battle for sure because we got our ass kicked on that. Facts. Give him X's and uh, contrast minutes, and that's yeah. that's 19, I think. Yeah, give me and I'm, you. I'm cool X's. with that. That matches Kavalloni perfectly. Yeah. Facts. I mean, I'll probably shoot just as both of them, but like. <laughs> hey, <our> number, <laughs> the numbers be the same as theirs. So. Facts. Hey, I'd have I'd have probably more makes than Dylan in those yeah, shots. Exactly. We are recording this on Monday night, and that Miami. Uh, Philly game went final. It was uh, final score was a lot to a little, with James Harden having a little amount of points. So I mean, there's nothing really to touch on there. It's going to be four yeah, that's that we we called that yeah, yeah exactly. we called that. Philly actually had the lead at halftime. It was 51 to 50, and then um, you know it starts to become a big game, and small game James comes out when a big game starts to happen. So. It is what it is. Facts. I, I don't know what his numbers are. You know what? Let me pull them up in front of me. Uh, James Harden was 5 of 13, 2 of 7 from 3 for 16 points, 5 turnovers, 5 assists, and 9 rebounds. Yeah, just another great performance by him. Um, it's becoming too it's- easy at this point. My, my TikTok's gotten really, really, really quiet lately. It, it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's almost like they should have traded for CJ McCollum, but... Yeah, Hell, what so, do I know? Yeah. Hey, at least James Harden didn't have the worst plus minus in this game. Uh, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and DeAndre Jordan all with minus 25s and minus yeah. 22s. I literally like had to pick my jaw up off the floor after I saw they started DeAndre Jordan in a playoff game. Yeah. I was like, God, that could be Andre they're, they're Drummond. Down for the count. That could have been Andre yeah. Drummond along with CJ McCollum. Yeah. Imagine. It's tough. Yeah, the fact that you had to start DeAndre Jordan against Bam Adebayo, it's not a recipe for success. Seeing as Bam Adebayo was 24 points on 8 of 10 from shooting, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. So, yeah, start DeAndre Jordan again and see what happens. When you get cut by the Lakers this year, you got to be doing something very, very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> for sure. Well, all right, Coop, that's all I got. You got anything else? Nah. Grizzly 5. Uh oh, that is ballsy now. <laughs> no, fam. I was I was telling my dad. I said, dude, if we can make it, if we can make make it to the game seven, I think I'd be super happy. Um, that just shows me that they'd fight. I don't think. It, I need to see what game two looks like. If game two comes out and it's a similar type game and we're in it all the way to the end, hopefully different outcome, maybe. I can see us pulling out a series win, but the first game did not uh, give me too much confidence uh, that their season vets, they have three rings and they have a veteran coach who's not only played in championships, he's coached them. Um, Our, I think uh, 12 total playoff games is like his one season of playoff games. So like, we're, we're very outmatched just based off of veteran uh, just playoff experience. Um, but if we can if we can hang tight and compete the way we were competing in those first 
I mean, we competed the entire game. Like, don't get me wrong, but we just, we got to stop looking young. I know we are young, and that's hard to ask this team, but, like, you got to minimize that because it's, it was the same way I was telling you. I don't remember who we were talking about, but I said, your faults are escalated in the playoffs. Everything is put under a microscope. Um, so everything that you do poorly is going to be, like, tripled. Um, so we cannot allow that to be our downfall. Uh, don't I don't want the ESPN analyst to be right in saying that the Grizzlies are too young. I just don't want that to be the case. So prove them wrong as you've done all season. Come out strong, win game two, and have some confidence going into the Chase Center where we I think we were two and zero this year. It's it's up. I mean, Jack, we have it. We're able to get it. Just go out there and take it. Yeah, and just win game two. We need yes. this game. It is a must must win. That's an overused term, but it's a situation we put ourselves in because we want to do this every game one we play for some reason, and. It, it's just part of being a young team, and I think fix the X thing. It's it's minor minor adjustments. Dylan, don't shoot the ball seventy five times. It, Yo, and you know cut the Conchar thing. And Mel, if Mel doesn't have to give you a plus fourteen on fourteen points, he can he can give you less than that, and we'll be just fine. But we Bane yeah. will be back to himself. I have no complaints about him. The way he's been playing in that first series, he, no, can, ha- no. he can have a game like he had Sunday. I have no complaints with him. Exactly. Especially if Jaren's going to trip him with 34. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. All right, bro. I hope you have a great rest of your night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. Go Grizz. Go Grizz.